I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 37, The Dig. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm back. Have you ever been on Instagram and someone announces you're back on social media after a long break and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't even notice you've been gone. Well, maybe you haven't noticed that I've been gone and you haven't missed me. But either way, I'm here and I have missed you. And I'm super excited because over the last few months, some things have come to fruition that I'm looking forward to sharing with you today. Because I don't know about you, but it almost feels as if I have been thrown out of an airplane without a parachute with all of this going on. There's so many unknowns. I didn't feel as prepared as I thought I would. And I'm still kind of catching my breath. Because really, pre-COVID life was good for me. I had worked tirelessly to get to a healthy place of freedom, of peace. I mean, I kind of feel like I'd earned the life I was living and I didn't want to go back to hard. I had done my time, and I had been stretched like a rubber band so many times, it's a miracle I didn't snap. And even though I know better, there were parts of me that believed my past was in my past. Well, enter COVID, and I was reminded what PTSD feels like. I had to confront old demons and anxieties that I thought had been buried forever. The feelings of being trapped and claustrophobic came back like a vengeance. So case in point, I was in California with my family, and I'm blind in my right eye. So as it is, I have a few things going against me. I have zero depth perception. And I have a, you know, a smaller SUV, but it's an SUV nonetheless. And the parking spots aren't very generous in California, plus it requires parallel parking. So as I'm trying to do my parallel parking and I I couldn't quite get it in there and I couldn't really see because it looked like I was going to hit the car even though I was probably four feet away, (laughs) I just found my body like tensing up and the anxiety building up. And before I could even think about it, I was having this kind of anxiety attack and my emotions started getting the best of me and I finally called my husband in tears. I'm like, help me, I cannot park my car. (laughs) And... Um, A little embarrassing, but true, because so often we think that we can control some of these things in our lives, and there's a lot that we really can't control, and some of those physical, visceral reactions are hard to manage. But the one thing that we can manage is how long we stay there, what we believe about it, and how we respond. But in that moment, and in several moments over this whole process of quarantine, I have gone back to that place that I thought was long behind me of anxiety and that PTSD and feeling claustrophobic. And it's it's been a little frustrating because I really did want to believe that I was past that. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way. Maybe one moment you're feeling great and then something sets you off. And then all of a sudden, you either feel paralyzed or worse, like a caged animal ready to attack. And it can really feel hopeless, 
but there is a way out. And more than ever, after having to do more conscientious work than ever on my part, I've been reminded of this. And the very process that got me out of the depths of darkness the last few months and other times in my life is what I want to share with you. But the real question is, are you willing to go deep? And I've talked about the dig process before, but I'm going to go into a little more depth today because I've actually hired a team over the last few months that have helped me refine this process. And we're going to be doing some really exciting things with the dig process that I'm going to be sharing with you today. But there's no way around the pain, only through. And it's through this reminder because so often we want to just kind of scratch at the surface or just either avoid the pain or just barely touch the pain, but we don't want to dig in and really clean it out and clear it up. But this is that reminder of how important this is, is why I'm shifting gears to focus more on the how of working through pain, challenges, and trauma, because we're never done and neither is our work. But with the right tools like the dig, there's no need to fear the past or what may happen in the future. You don't have to stay in your comfortable prison of misery or mediocrity. My practice has more than doubled since COVID-19, and it really isn't about the virus. It's all the unfinished business and buried traumas that it has brought to the surface. You've had more time on your hands, more time with yourself. Maybe there's difficult relationships that now you really are having to deal with. It's brought up stresses with finances, health stresses. You know, people are sick. People have died from this. So there's a lot of stress, but ultimately it brings up our old wounds, fears, and unfinished business. And that is the whole idea because many of you are hurting, you're stressed, and you're suffering. And what's worked in the past isn't working anymore. I've worked with men, women, and teens from all backgrounds who are struggling with challenges or traumas and are tired of letting them emotionally and physiologically weigh them down. They've tried everything, but they still feel trapped and helpless. They're ready to step into their power and break free, but are looking for support and guidance to help them get there. And I don't know where you're at right now, but I do know that wherever you are, there's always a place to improve. And the whole idea with the dig is that no matter what the challenge is, I I posted on my Instagram not that long ago, I did a process with my daughter Clover and it was kind of a FOMO, fear of missing out. She had to go to dance and her friends were playing and we did the whole dig with her and to see the shift in her energy in her, in her um, emotions, as she kind of worked through the thoughts and the beliefs around that, it was powerful because the dig works for those kind of challenges. And I've dealt with people that have had serious, serious trauma that we've been able to work through and clean it up with this process. And it was given to me, this process, it was such a gift that it was given to me. I, I can hardly even take credit for it because it was such pure inner inspiration, but I feel the urgency to get it out to as many people that want to hear it and want to learn from it and want to use it because 
I know it works, and I've seen it with myself, my family, and countless people. And the beautiful thing about the dig, and as I'm teaching all of this, is part of all that I do, we also cover boundaries, grace, shame, fear, procrastination, indecision, forgiveness, comparison, validation, grief, surrendering, vulnerability, letting go. Because with this process, you can plug in any issue, anything, because the dig will help you work through it. And now the dig is, I've broken down into three sections. And I'm gonna do a little example with you. I did a, a challenge just recently. And one of the participants, Melissa, had the difficult challenge that she was facing and we helped her work through it with the dig. So just as a reminder with the dig, the idea is that it's not what's happening to you or what's happened to you that is causing the chaos or the suffering. It's what you believe about it. It's what you say about it. And this was very much the case with Melissa. So the first section of the dig is the pick. And the point of this is you're going to pick one event and one belief around that event. And then we're going to work on that. And so for her, it was, I can't be in the hospital with my daughter when she gives birth to our first granddaughter. And always in that first circle, that first part is just the facts. And then the her belief, and in the second circle, was I can't support my daughter if I'm not in the hospital room with her. And she was really struggling with the feeling like she wasn't going to be able to support her daughter and be there for her daughter. And so as we went through the whole process, the way that she was feeling around this was that she was feeling like she was letting her down. She was feeling angry, anxious, frustrated. You know, all those feelings of just, it's out of her control. And the way she was reacting, really, she was fighting it. She was resisting it. She was, and really, there was nothing she could do to change it. The rules are the rules. She can't be in the hospital room when her daughter gives birth to her daughter. And so as we're looking at her reactions and feelings, we really took some time to to discuss what was the outcome that she was wanting. Now, just a little spoiler alert, the outcome can't be changing the event if you're wanting to have some positive shifts, because oftentimes, mostly, we cannot change the event. And so for her, we came to the outcome that she wanted to have peace around not being able to be in the hospital room. She had so much anxiety and angst and just, it was just consuming her. And she wasn't able to show up as freely for her daughter as she would like to. So the first section is the pick. And if you just imagine you're trapped in a prison and there's so many prison movies where they try to get out with a spoon. They're just, I mean, and eventually they get out sometimes, but it takes so much longer with a spoon or a pick. So the the next section is the dig with a shovel. Like we're going to dig deep around this belief. And so for her, we asked, is this true? Are you not supportive of your daughter if you can't be in the hospital room with her? And She kind of had to sit on that for a minute, and then she was able to say, no, that isn't true. And there's always a way to negate that, whether it's yes or no. The next question is, is it serving you? And that was an easy no. And is it generated from past wounds or experiences? And as we went back and she kind of reflected on sometimes, she likes to be in charge. She likes to be there for people. When she's out of control, it does. It frustrates her. And then the next question is, is this holding you back? And it was because 
instead of being in the present, in the moment with what is, she was focusing on what she couldn't do and what she was not able to do and things are out of her control that she couldn't do anything about. And so then the third section of the dig is the bucket. It's where we remove and replace the belief. And so the importance of this is that whoever's working through this is they're able to come up with a belief that will set them free, that resonates with them, that is congruent with them. It's not necessarily, it's okay that I can't be in the hospital. No big, you know, we can't, it's not always the flip side or the opposite. And so for her, as she was going through this process, it was coming to her each step along the way, it got clearer and more cemented that, wait a minute, I can be there with her son when she's having the baby. And I can support her at her home. I can keep the house clean and organized. I can hold the fort down when she's in the hospital. And I can support her and love her and pray for her and be there for her, even if I'm not in the room. And it was if like this this burden had been released from her. You could feel it in her energy, in her physical like being, it was just this huge shift. And that's one of the questions, do you feel lighter after changing this belief? And that was a yes for her. And does this get you closer to your desired outcome? Well, absolutely, because she was wanting to feel more peace, but she was so fixated on that belief that if I'm not there, I'm not being supportive. And she was able to change that. And now moving forward, how does this belief help you? And we spent a lot of time on this because it was almost as if all the energy that she'd been putting into what she couldn't do, she was now thinking of all the things that now she could do and how this might come up again. Because, you know, with, you know, we're having the, the baby in the hospital and then bringing the baby home. She just, she knew how important it was for her to be there with her son, taking care of him and how she could get excited about that. And ironically, as we're working on the challenge, I think it was actually the next day on the challenge, she came back on and said, just so you know, my daughter came in after we got off doing the challenge and went on to tell me how grateful she was that I could be home with her son. And that was such a relief for her that she'd been worrying about. And so it was just really powerful to see this. And I see it all the time. You have the power to change the way you believe about something, the way you feel, and the way you react. And in doing so, you can actually get different outcomes in your life. Because so often, we're looking outside of ourselves to external sources, to things that we can't change, to bring internal happiness. And there's so much chaos going on in the world around us. And we cannot change that always. But we can change what's going on in our inner world. And that is the idea of this process, the dig. So moving forward, as I was kind of explaining, the focus for me now is going to be more the dig. So I've been doing some rebranding. I've been, you know, working on some different elements I'll be changing in the business. And Let It Glow will still be around. I love that part of all of this. It's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel is the Let It Glow. And but the, the dig will help you get through that tunnel to get you to that light. And really, right now, with so many of you needing this kind of support, that's where I feel like the focus should be. But I do have just this amazing team that's been helping me to make this happen, and it's going to be amazing. And so with the dig, there's three areas that we're looking at that will be able to, to make this available to you. 
And as always, I'll be doing one-on-ones, and then we'll be doing a monthly membership program where I'm going to be, I've already created all this, and I'm so excited for you to get it in your hands, but we'll be offering these exercises and worksheets for you to work on throughout the month, and then I'll be going on and be doing live Q&A and hot seats here with The Dig on that monthly program. And really what I think I'm the most excited about is the new facilitator training program. And that is going to be amazing. I'm going to train people like you that want to make a difference, that are natural leaders, that have had struggles or challenges and have found ways to work through them, or maybe you're still working through them, but you want to get to the bottom of it to a level that now you can help other people. And they also want to bless their families by not only having these tools and this knowledge that will help them, but also by having a source of income in these uncertain times that will also bless their family. So we have so much in store for you because when you have the right tools, chaos, stress, and trauma do not have to hold you back from thriving your life. Because even if you don't choose what happens to you, you always get to choose how you respond what you believe, and who you become. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, Let go and let it glow.